This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And I've got the always controversial and current impact wrestling world champion, Austin Aries, returning to the show today. Austin's going to be defending his title against Johnny Impact at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view this Sunday at the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. Huge show for Impact, sold out already. But before Aries takes on Johnny Impact, Austin's sitting down right here on TIJ to talk about his departure from WWE, his return to Impact Wrestling, being the belt collector, and while all of the crossover in the indies, including Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, is a great thing for the business, I agree. Austin's been working a lot in Australia as well and talks about the rest scene down under which is burgeoning and speaking of going down under Fozzie is going to help the burgeoning rock scene down under because we're heading there next month right after we do three sets on the upcoming Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea which is also less than three weeks away uh, and less than 25 cabins left we are close to a sellout but we're going to be playing Australia we're going to New Zealand for the first time ever uh, November 7th in Auckland at the studio November 9th we're heading to Australia and Melbourne at Max Watts that's my birthday November 10th Sydney at the Manning November 13th we're in Adelaide at the Gov the 14th is Brisbane at the the Triffid, and then the Judas Rising Tour hits Canada for the last leg of the Judas Rising Tour. We're with Three Days Grace on November 21st in Moncton, uh, 23rd in Halifax, 24th in Quebec City, 25th in Montreal for Three Days Grace. Then we split off on our own uh, November 26th at Arn Pryor. That one's almost sold out at the John Street. Uh, November 27th, London at the London Music Hall. November 28th, Toronto at the Rock Pile. November 30th, we're in Thunder Bay at Crocs. December 1st, we're in Winnipeg, hometown show at the Burt, the Burton Cummings Theater. December 2nd, we're in Regina at the Exchange. It's December 1st for Winnipeg. December 3rd, Edmonton at the Starlight Room. And the final show of the Judas Rising Tour, December 4th in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. FozzyRock.com for all ticket information, including how to get tickets for Fozzie's legendary VIP meet and greet packages. One of the best in the businesses. We'll meet you, we'll greet you, we'll hang out with you, and we give you a private mini-concert. Just for the VIPs, we'll play songs, uh, obscure songs, songs that we're not going to do that night. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff at FozzyRock.com with all the details and information on how to make that happen if you live in Australia, New Zealand, or Canada. Although Melrose and uh, Sydney VIPs are already sold out, but the rest of the shows are wide open, so go check that out right now. And i got to mention one more thing before we get to Austin Aries. Pro Wrestling Tees, our great guest from last week, is having a huge sale. They're celebrating their one-year anniversary of opening 
opening up their retail store in Chicago, and that means they're giving you 20% off plus a free autograph 8x10 uh, for random wrestlers with every order. And here's your chance to get the new Bucks of Jericho or is it Y2 Jackson t-shirt for 20% off. That's the Alpha Club that's going to be headlining the Jericho Cruise versus the Bullet Club. Plus, you get a free signed 8x10 from a wrestler. We don't know which one. Uh, maybe it's the, uh, what's that guy's name? Movado? The mysterious Movado from last week. But if you're lucky, you get the Bucks, you get Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, you get Cody, Cole Cabana, or my guest today, Austin Aries, also on Pro Wrestling Tees. You never know. So take advantage of 20% off your order at ProWrestlingTees.com and see what autograph picture is delivered with your order. It's going to be a very, 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 very cool uh, fun. It's like a grab bag. Who's going to be getting Who am I going to get? Who am I going to get uh, at my door? Is it going to be CM Punk or is it going to be the mysterious Movado? Both would be awesome. And speaking of awesome, the man with the bananas Austin Aries the Impact World Champion back on Talk is Jericho starting now alright so the uh, professionalism of Chris Jericho uh, knows no boundaries as uh, I uh, had uh, Austin Aries meet me here at the uh, fine Bubba Love Sponge uh, studio in Tampa Florida and not only was I about 50 minutes late, but I forgot my recorder. Um, so we had to barge into Bubba's studio to try and do a last-minute uh, chat in here. No big deal. What do you, what do you need a recorder for? <laughs> well, you do, yeah, it's a podcast <laughs> with no recorder. That'd be like running on an all-cage pay-per-view and not bringing your cage. Who would do that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Are you on something? Are you on a, did that happen? Oh, this did happen. Oh, I never heard that story before. Please, oh, uh, please fill me in. Oh, that was the old regime of uh, formerly known as... TNA. Right. They had the all-cage pay-per-view in St. Louis, which is a good place to have all-cage pay-per-view because you can't bleed in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't bring the cage. <laughs> what do you think? Just like they somebody just, forgot? I'm trying to decide. <laughs> I, I was always trying to decide if it was worse if they forgot or someone made the decision not to bring it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know which is, but they, and they, then they had the crew there trying to build a cage and uh, we called it this six sides of string. Uh, we were we were we were all instructed where we could and couldn't stand uh, as we were scaling the cage. Um, your whole cage, your whole pay per view is built around the cage. You don't bring it, and th- that was the electrified cage match with, I believe, uh, the the, the uh, team 3D, mm-hmm. and um, and so of course you know Devon has the great. I've been electrocuted. Shake. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, the guy who was flipping the light switch and had to go into the microphone was just a little bit off on the on the timing, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. The and so that was actually right before my second suspension. Uh, mm-hmm. the, and, and so my suspension basically stemmed off of that because that was kind of what was the a shoot suspension. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually when I left uh, my my when I left back in uh, what was it two thousand. Seven, eight, nine, whatever. Second mm-hmm. time, second suspension, which then led to me leaving and going back to Ring of Honor. What did you get suspended for? A bad attitude. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. that a bad attitude. Really? So, so basically, the story is. Uh, so actually, actually, so we're at the tail end of this pay per view, which obviously is leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And um, you know, the, the next day was a travel day. This happened to be actually my birthday weekend, um, and so we had a travel day Monday. We had television on Tuesday. Um, at this point, uh, the, the company decided to uh, inform us shortly uh, around the holidays that they're no longer going to provide uh, our hotel rooms or transportation. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and um, so 
so for this off day being my birthday, I cashed in some favors. And instead of us all cramming into a hotel room like we normally would do as the X Division guys, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure Sting and Kurt were crammed into one too when their hotel rooms were pulled from them at Christmas. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they got a micro hotel and Sting yeah. slept underneath the bed uh, window. But uh, so basically it was an off day. I had got this nice uh, timeshare, a uh, big, big space. Everybody's got a bad room. We get some food and some booze and we're going to have a nice birthday bash on our day off, you know. And uh, it was like 1130 and uh, and Vince Russo walked in. Uh, hey, Austin. Uh, hey, Alex, we might need you to do some vignettes tomorrow, bro. So stay by your phones. OK. <laughs> and uh so i'm thinking i'm gonna be nowhere near my phone tomorrow you know right. and uh long story short they asked me to come and do some vignettes on the off day um i asked too many questions um you know how long it was going to take uh is there a reason we couldn't do it tomorrow when i'm there for eight hours mm-hmm. uh you know just basically you know, am i going to be paid which was no well then you know i'm paying all my expenses today but you want me to come into work but you don't want to pay me how does that work mm-hmm. you know you didn't even ask you're, you're basically telling so basically i had a bad attitude i didn't just say yes sir i said why sir and why sirs uh sometimes are dubbed as having bad attitudes and are sent home as punishment and then suspended for their bad attitude and then they forced their way out of the promotion and go elsewhere so did you get an actual letter that said you're suspended for having a bad attitude no no um you know like real men do they drop the voicemail when you're in the air <laughs> so when you land you can go oh okay well, i didn't see that one coming i used to uh return raven's phone calls when tna had the live pay-per-view <laughs> and when i would see him on the pay-per-view knowing that it's live i'd sure. call his phone hey dude just call to see what's going on return your call hit me back when you can yeah. the moment you come out of the ring no answer yeah 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 <laughs> but that's kind of interesting and and first of all uh just before we move forward and this is why i love talking to you i remember last time we just jumped <laughs> right in as well yeah, yeah. Uh, what, the concept of the all cage pay-per-view seemed very strange to me in the fact that a cage match is there because it's one uh special particular match sure. how in the hell do you do a whole pay-per-view of seven cage matches and if you're not on first how do you do anything throughout the show exactly right yeah i mean it's just you know Maybe, in, you know, when you say it out loud, it sounds sexy and go, oh, that would be great. And then you think about it for, it should take maybe less than three seconds to go, no, that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. But apparently no one in that room went, ah, I think probably someone said it as a joke, not realizing like, be careful what you joke about in this room because people will think you're serious. You right. Go, that was like the inside out battle royal. I think oh, like wow. someone like just said, oh, what if we do a battle royal where you got to throw people in the ring? Ha ha ha. Wait a minute. That's a great idea. No, it's not. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> stop. Were you in that match? No, reverse no, battle royal. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, uh, I know. On Hell in the Cell, just interject. It was Hell in the Cell was always the big match, but then they started doing the Hell in the Cell pay per view, where there'd be two or three Hell in the Cells. Sure, and it's like that just kills it. It, it does because again, like th- there's only so much you can do in those matches, and there's an expectation of what those matches are going to have, mm-hmm. and and so you know you you only have so much psychology you can use in those. Yeah, and you're going to use it up by match three. Or or the first you know handful of matches are going to basically disregard the fact they're in a cage and just wrestle it like a normal wrestling match anyway, which right. is usually what happens because you know if there's no if there's no real feud or there's no real you know hatred, you're not going to necessarily try to run some guy's head into the steel cage or that you know that's going to be maybe saved for later on in the card. So your your early you know matches, which I probably would have been like in some X division match, were basically just being kind of you know 
hand you know handcuffed you know because now we're trying to do this style of wrestling in a cage that has nothing to do right and really no benefit to us because we don't want to take it away from the people later on in the night that, that happened to me like uh, i had uh, I'll, I'll say it's one of the one of the not, not classic but it's a pretty well-known uh, hell in the cell which is me versus triple h mm. barbed wire baseball bat on the top it's very memorable sure it's something that I, it's one of my matches that I, I could oh yeah i remember that it was great and then someone said, oh, yeah, you had two Hell in the Cells. I said, no, I didn't. They said, yes, you did. I said, no, I had one with Triple H. I've never had another Hell in the Cell. Right. If you would have stuck a gun to my head, I would have said, I have never had another Hell in the Cell. Uh -huh. Then someone showed me a picture of me and The Miz versus Dave Batista and Rey Mysterio on a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. A random nothing match. <laughs> random Hell in a Cell. In the Cell. Right. right. And that's kind of what it would seem with all the lockdowns yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But when you're talking about, you said, the former regime uh, of TNA. Sure. And now you are, you know, at that time we're recording this, the Impact champion with a whole new regime yeah uh, you were here i don't remember six months a year Almost, yeah it could be five years but yeah it was right after you left wb a little bit of an open water ground right how has it been man it's um you know i think there's there's the initial you know the initial uh, adjustment you know a lot, a lot of things changed very quickly for me per, you know personally professionally and uh, so, you know, it's like to take some time to kind of get your feet back underneath you and get calibrated, recalibrated, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but really the last, you know, six months, I'd say, you know, since February and, you know, March, April, like, I got to be honest, I haven't had more fun uh, in professional wrestling in my 18 years than I've had in the last six months. It's been amazing. Uh, I've got to travel the world. I've got to really get my creative freedom back and, mm -hmm. and which is something that I really value. Uh, you know, everyone's different on that. You know, some people look at this strictly as a, as a way to make money or, or to, you know, become famous. Um, I love the art of pro wrestling and, and being able to take people on that emotional ride in the way that, you know, my vision is and, mm -hmm. and what works for me. And I've been able to do that now, you know, across the world with a number of promotions and, and I think successfully, uh, you know, integrated myself into this kind of cool time in pro wrestling where, where you know, again, and, and, and you're being a part of that, where things that you thought you knew of how pro wrestling was, the, the rules are changing every day. And, um, you know, I had I had one of the, the writers, uh, and I won't say which one, but he kind of hit me up and, and after something had happened when I showed up at actually on Ring of Honor. And he said, oh, is it, to say, is it safe to assume that you're, you're no longer with Impact? And, and my text back to him said, uh, you know, in this landscape, nothing is safe to assume anymore, and mm -hmm. that's why I love it. Like mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing you can assume anymore. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been great to to, to go out and um, you know, again, have ownership of my life and and my create my my creative process and um, really kind of see this this great landscape of pro wrestling across the globe. It really has changed, and it's one thing I enjoy about being um, working with New Japan. Uh, it hasn't been a lot, but from the first well, from the first match to the second match. I really did enjoy, like you just mentioned, the, the creative freedom of being able to, and I want to phrase this properly, because there is a WWE way of doing things that I really enjoy, but there's also the other side of not having to worry about too many cooks uh, adding ingredients to your soup. Sure. I don't mind if Vince adds ingredients to the soup, but when I got this guy and that guy and, right. and, and this guy influencing Vince to influence what he's going right. to do, it kind of takes away a little bit of the artistry. Sure. And I really appreciated kind of being almost totally control of, of what I wanted to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, for me, I, I think tr people trusting me to, to, to do the right thing, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I've, I've never thought of myself as a, as a selfish performer any more than we have to be to be in the positions we're in. 
I'm always thinking of the big picture and, and if, you know, there's a way to do things where everybody wins. And I think a lot of times in this industry, um, a lot of people don't put that extra thought into that extra step where everybody wins. Right. And so to be able to go and work with promotions and have promotions start working together, um, whether it was, you know, IPW UK and Defiant over in, the, in, in, in uh, England, you know, where I was the champion of both of those places. And it wasn't, it was something that kind of organically happened and made sense with where they both were and storyline wise and things that were going on. And I, and, and it was just a suggestion of like, you guys both have a streaming service that you're charging, you know, $5, $7 a month for. Why not work an angle together where I'm working both these places anyway for six months with, you know, something that brings eyes to both promotions instead of splitting your fan base. And I think that's what companies are starting to see now is like the pro wrestling scene, uh, you know, with the way that we take in content now has changed and, and everyone has their own platform. You know, as performers, we all have a platform to, to build our brand as promotions. We have ways of getting the, the content out there without national television. And it's allowing people from all over the world to, to, to watch it and then create demand for guys like me um, in places of the world where maybe there wouldn't have been five or 10 years ago. And then and then so places are seeing that, well, let's work together. And instead of splitting that pie up a bunch of times, let's let's work together and maybe bake a bigger one. And we can all get a big slice right now. And it was cool because you were, um, uh, and that's vegan pie, of course. Of course, always vegan pie. Uh, vegan pie is the most delicious pie, too, <laughs> let me tell you. Because when you went and worked for Ring of Honor, that you were the impact champion. Yeah. And that was like the first, you know, we're going to be doing some of those on the cruise, Ring of Honor versus Impact. But to have you do that was the first time ever that these companies had ever worked together. How did that happen? Uh, well, you know what? I just, you know, at the time, again, I, I didn't have a contract anywhere. And I still don't have a contract that restricts me from working anywhere mm -hmm. and which is I think beautiful and I think as an independent contractor the way wrestling could be and so I'm trying to show companies that you can do that and it can be successful and you don't need to have people under your thumb for them to do good business and uh, so you know I'd, I'd really been going back and forth with both you know at, at one point I was actually set to join Ring of Honor under a deal we had some ideas creatively and then impacted contacted me um, once Scott and Don, you know, came aboard and we started talking philosophy, you know, and once we started talking philosophy of, of, you know, how to run a company, how to treat talent, you know, how to, how to create those relationships with talent. Um, I felt like there was a good opportunity there to go and be a big part of rebuilding this the way I always thought it could be with all the talent that was there that maybe wasn't being, uh, wasn't really being, <clears throat> What's the right word I'm looking for here? Uh, the, the, the people, you know, the people behind the scenes weren't doing any favors for the people, the men and women going in the ring. There was so, right. always so much potential there that was never being fulfilled from from reasons that had nothing to do with the performers. And here was a chance now where some of those performers and guys have actually always put you know put the boots on and have done it. Now we're in positions of influence and and to run this in a different way. And so through that process, you know, I, I worked my agreement out with Impact that allowed me to come in there and do what I'm doing there without restricting me. And uh, I stayed in contact with Ring of Honor and said, I'm still interested in coming and doing something. I think we have an opportunity now to do something really cool and unprecedented that would maybe, you know, create some buzz. And, um, you know, I threw some different ideas around. And, and, you know, my idea for the television championship was A, to... Again, I've never held that championship there. So from an ego standpoint, it makes sense logically to go and, and, and take the one belt I haven't had as I'm collecting them. Um, but then also um, to interject myself in a place that would also raise value for that program, you know, and, and, and maybe bring some buzz and some eyes to something that, you know, not necessarily the top program, but something 
that you know I've got some people that that I've got some history with, mm-hmm. and, and to help to help create a buzz of that. And so that was the the, the general idea. And and um and so you know I think at first there was some apprehension, uh, rightfully so, from from people in Ring of Honor just because of past relationships. And I think that Scott and Don and and Sanjay and the whole crew uh, are aware that that's something they have to overcome. And I was glad to be someone to help kind of you know build that bridge back a little bit. And now you know with the Jericho Cruise, which Hopefully there's going to be some good vegan options uh, so I can punch <laughs> my ticket and be there because it, it sounds like it's it's either going to be uh, the most glorious time uh, ever or it's just going to be a complete show. Well, I'm you not going to let it be a shit show. <laughs> okay. yeah, I, mean, yeah. I won't allow yeah, okay. it. But I mean, and that's the thing because you were kind of the first guy and there is, and I want to talk about that because you are the one guy, if I'm thinking about a guy that worked quite a bit in the old regime yeah. of, of, of TNA yeah. and was, like you said, the first guy to come back and sign with Impact, which I think is the hardest thing for, for, for Don and Scott to have to do is to like, you know, this is a new thing, sure, uh, but they got a lot of, um, uh, they got a big hole to dig themselves out of. Of course. So was it, were you a little bit gun shy to even take the call from Impact or did you know them enough to know that there might be something different here? Well, you know, the first call was, was really before, um, you know, I don't know if they had Scott and, and Don in place, but before the announcement was made, there was still kind of, it was this, it seemed like this turnover and everything was kind of in flux. Mm-hmm. And, and Sanjay had reached out to me and, you know, that conversation was basically like, hey man, like if you don't have a team in place, like I'm not interested coming as talent. I, I want to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's an opportunity now to take this and do something, the right, the right thing. You mean with behind it. the behind scenes? Behind the scenes. Like I want to come in and be a part of the the decision making yeah, sure, process sure, sure, sure. and and management, and, um, so to speak. Yeah, and I said, but outside of that, I don't really have any because I don't know who was still there and who wasn't. You know, I said I don't really have any desire to come in and work for anybody again. I'll work with anybody. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to work for anybody there. And so that was kind of the end of the conversation, and that's when the stuff, you know, the, the conversations with Ring of Honor kind of picked up, and and I kind of made all right, maybe this is this is the direction to go. But then, you know, when, once the, you know, Scott and Don announcement was made and Scott reached back out, like, you know, I, I've never had any issue with Scott. You know, we've crossed paths. We've never had real in-depth conversations, but I don't, you know, I have had no issue with them, you know. And this is Scott Demore. Scott Demore, yeah. yes. So, you know, and through talking with them and, and just, again, for me, it was philosophy. And then obviously, you know, they had they had a creative idea for me that was going to put me in an important position to, to then, you know, help shape and reshape this place mm-hmm. and, and be one of the voices in the locker room to set a new tone on, on how we can we can do professional wrestling. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What was some of the biggest differences you mentioned to acclimate yourself when you left WWE going back into the quote-unquote indie scene again? Right. Uh, just, you know, seeing where, where, where the style's gone, mm-hmm. you know, where it's progressed, you know, what the fans want to see, and then where I fit into that. You don't necessarily want to conform to what's hot but you want to figure out where you fit into that into that picture you know and, and for me you know i'm really good at getting under people's skin you yeah. know and uh so I, I think right now and and i knew that eventually you get the you get the initial um you know uh homecoming reception baby face the, the baby face yeah. One, yeah the baby face once around and but i knew that especially once i started collecting all these titles and walking around with them everywhere what a dick <laughs> um that it wouldn't be long before people would be 
would be booing me and, and, and putting me in the position where I think I'm most valuable and where I feel my most comfortable, which is, which is, you know, getting under people's skin and, and then, uh, and then letting them. Uh, and, and that's what we talked about last yeah, time. Right? Exactly. So, so yeah. And so I just think it was, it was finding that finding myself, you know, listen, um, certain environments can strip you of your self-confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and you can leave places thinking you, you, you're not as good, as, not you as, good as, you, yeah. as you are. And so it takes some time to rebuild that. And so, you know, I had, I had, you know, I had my, my infamous, uh, house of hardcore promo, you know, which, uh, tell us, tell us about that. Ah, uh, man. Well, you know, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those, we're going to give Austin Aries a live mic on pay-per-view. What's he going to say? Yeah. And, and my thing with that is always like that never delivers. <laughs> and so I don't want to not deliver. So, you know, I went back and forth in my head about what I wanted to say. And there was ones where I was just going to, you know, light napalm and just start, you know, throwing, throwing bombs and just, you know, speaking from the heart and, and the realities of, of, of the other, of the other side of the business that maybe people don't know, you know, uh, and, and, um, but but at the end of the day, I decided to instead of pointing the finger at everybody else for failures, I decided to point the finger at myself, which I thought I'm going to go out there and do something people aren't going to expect. Right. Everyone's expecting me to go out there and completely trash WWE and, and, and you know, but you know what? I thought, you know what? Here's a moment to do something different. And you know what? It wasn't uh, well received um, by the Internet or from, from those people, maybe the masses uh, mm. or, the, or the ones who like to go and, and, and give their opinions. And, and yes, it did go like 13 minutes. So there's probably <laughs> there's probably something to that, because giving some heartfelt uh, promo in Philadelphia, of all places, to a crowd that's, you know, a half uh, half a case of beers in is probably not right. the best place right. to do it. <laughs> and it was risky. But you know what? I got a lot at the end of it. You know, um, it, it was part of the process for me of, of finding what the next step and what the next journey was for me. And, uh, but I think you did the smart thing though, because it never looks good. Like if you have somebody that comes and trashes their previous promotion. Sure. And unless you're somebody like, I don't know if the undertaker did it or if Jericho did it or somebody that's had a long tenure there, right. that's done a lot of stuff. But when you've been there a short period of time, if you're blaming, not just you, but you in general, sure. if you're blaming this other company, you look kind of shitty. Of course. Because it's like you weren't good enough to, to, to stick around, so now you're going to blame them. That's how well, it comes and that, across and that's, sometimes. And that's, gonna, and that's what people are going to look at it as. Right. And and because at the end of the day, and, and here's the other thing, I'm still a little old school. I don't believe that everyone needs to know everything that goes on behind the scenes. I agree. And even, even, if that, even if that would paint a different picture uh, of what people may think of me uh, publicly, I still don't believe that, that I win that battle either. Yeah. You know, I, so, so I'll, t- I'll take some on the chin here and there and let people think what they think about me. Um, you know, the people closest to me and the people that are important know, know who I am and know the, know the truth and the realities of all the situations in my career. Again, going into, into that suspension with my second suspension and then leaving, leaving uh, TNA at the time, you know, it was also coming off the heels of them not bringing a cage to all cage pay-per-view. So, like, there was a preface to, to why I was in a bad mood the next day and asking questions because of their unprofessionalism the night before. Right. And so, but we didn't talk about all that at the time. It was just, well, he had a bad attitude and, and we sent him home and now he's fired. Yeah. You know, but, but like, like I said, like, I think it was smart for you to, to look within yourself. Yeah. You like to. when I first went to WWE after WCW, knowing what I could do and not achieving that and not having a good reputation with the office. Yes. I got to look, okay, what am I doing wrong? It's yes. like, oh, these people don't like me. It's like, I need to do what I know how to do to show them who Chris Jericho sure. is. And I think for you in leaving and then going back into, you know, the, the, the business, uh, abroad and uh, you need to remind people who Austin Aries is and what he can do and you've done that and tenfold and, and and first and foremost probably remind myself first because we talk about being big our biggest fans and our harshest critics yes. and in those moments you're your harshest critic uh, you know maybe too much and right. so 
Yeah, it takes some time. And uh, but I think I think, you know, and maybe this is a good segue to, to talk about one of the reasons I came in here today. Yeah. Um, but talking about, you know, uh, personal accountability and mm-hmm. and um, and just being real and authentic. And yeah, and in that process, again, you know, we can go through life and we can point fingers at everybody else for our failures. But but at the end of the day, we only control one person. And yeah. that's ourselves. So, so why not, why not look at the factors you do control, you know? And again, that goes, you know, that goes into, into my food choices. Right. And we talked about my first time here with, with the things I do with the plant-based advocacy and, and things like that, which I got to tell you, man, um, more than anything else, when I have people come up and go, Hey man, uh, I heard you on, I heard you on, on Jericho's and oh, I'm, really, killer, in, yeah. I'm really interested in that plant-based diet. Yeah. I heard you talking about your book. I really want to check it out. And, uh, so I want to thank you for that. Cause that was a huge, uh, that's a huge awesome, platform. Yeah. To touch a lot of, again, our, our fan base is, I think, you know, again, we, you know, we've traveled for decades now and, you know, I don't think plant-based diet is something that a lot of them have been exposed to, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's, you know, um, so. I, Who did I just see quickly? Uh, Kevin Smith. I saw him two days okay, ago. Yeah. He's lost 50 pounds. Yeah. He had a, a, a almost fatal heart attack, basically yeah. lose weight or die. That's it. He lost 50. I saw him. How'd you do it? Vegan, Boom. vegan diet. Yeah, and 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 that's you know unfortunate is what a lot of people do is they wait till they're behind the the eight ball to, to right. make the change, and then they go, man, was that easy? All you do is not eat all this stuff all these mm-hmm. years and just eat some of this. And again, people should be furious if they knew the the, the key the key that this unlocks to to your happiness, your your and, and your health. You know, right. So how did the book do for you? Was it a good? It's uh, been doing good, man. I think I think the biggest thing again, this wasn't it wasn't uh, hey let's make a bunch of money on it. This was um, this was a vehicle and a tool to get the message out there and then open up other opportunities. So uh, later this uh, later uh, in a few months, uh, depending on when this actually airs, I'm safe safe to say within uh, later this year I'll just go with that mm-hmm. uh, unless we don't air this to like 2020. Uh, <laughs> then, then this already happened. But I'll be speaking uh, at a couple different festivals, uh, one out in D.C. and then one out in Boston. Uh, and uh, so, so the book is like been, vegan festivals. Yeah, vegan festivals, uh, veg fests, uh, things of that sort. And so that the book has opened up those avenues for me to go and, and kind of share my story. And again, debunk a lot of the, the misnomers about, you know, that you can't be vegan and also have muscles or be an athlete or be cool or mm-hmm. get chicks. Well, I mean, vegan I- pie. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, oh, hold on. Speaking of pie and bananas, hold on a second. Oh, here it comes. See, the banana was not just a gimmick. He actually has. I brought you three- some custom. Oh, oh thank. Oh, custom. Oh, my goodness. They're great. Austin, is that Austin Aries? Is that you? That's, those are Chiquita Aries bananas. Chiquita Aries. That's, That's awesome, man. And what is the real name? Chiquita. It's Chiquita, but yeah, Chiquita, Chiquita Aries. Do you sell these at the merch stand? Uh, well, I usually give them always birthday gifts. <laughs> yeah. Like some, if someone buys the whole, the whole shebang, you know, they buy the whole combo, they get the book, that they, and, you know, or I'll give them one of those. Or you got to, you guys, I'll take a close up picture of it, but it's a picture of a, a little Austin Aries with a banana basket yeah. on his head. I'm basically dressed as a Chiquita banana woman. <laughs> You know, I'm, 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 uh, so the banana has survived. The banana gimmick has survived, you know, surprisingly. And, and I, and it's not something I, I do all the time, but it, it, it somehow has, I, people bring me bananas a lot. They're always asking me where the bananas are. I get lots of tweets or, you know, uh, you know, bananas in pockets, things of that sort. Um, now yeah. is a banana, a, a, a cornerstone of the vegan diet. I think it is only because you can make really good ice cream out of it. Frozen bananas make a, a really good ice cream blended up, so it's a gotcha. good base for that. But I mean, I put it in my shakes a lot. It's just a it's a it's a really good food, you know. Because uh, I'm dieting right now. Part of the diet is you can only have a certain amount of uh, of proteins a day and a certain amount of carbs. Sure. And only four of those carbs are fruit based carbs, and a banana Ooh. not on the list. No, no, because it has more than four carbs in it. Like yeah, what? It, what <laughs> fruit has four? What are you gonna have? Uh, well, like what? Like one, one a grape? No, like well, basically you can have twelve grapes. Twelve grapes. That's one 
one unit, one <laughs> apple, uh, one uh, yeah, like uh, seven strawberries type of but a thing. But you can't have a banana. Banana not on the I list. Would f- fire them. Okay, you're fire done. Em. It's worked. I've, lo- I've lost 12 pounds in the last okay. nine days, but I would really love to have a banana. I, I would, well... <laughs> I see you. I see you reaching for my banana over there. I can see I'm stroking your banana. Uh, let's talk. We're going to talk about a few other things. I want to talk to you first of all. Uh, you are now called the collector of champions, collector of championships. The, the belt. I mean the belt, the belt collector. collector. The belt which, collector. You know, that's not a belt. God that's damn not it. A, damn it. A belt is what a you buy belt. at JCPenney's. Yes. And I was like, JCPenney's. A belt just... is what you buy at Nordstrom's. <laughs> Maybe you do. Not the rest of us. <laughs> Only the ones who got in the stock at 18. They're, they're, they're not buying their belts at Nordstrom's. A belt is what you buy exclusively from the Gucci collection from Vienna. <laughs> um, a, a belt is what you have handmade for you. <laughs> by tailors <laughs> from Nepal. In... <laughs> yeah. uh, what, uh, what belts do you have? I'm a little embarrassed, Chris. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little light if on you, belts. You don't know days. them all? Oh, you're I'm, like, a, okay. I'm a little light on belts. So you've uh, lost a few. I lost a few belts. I topped out at six at one time. Well, that's pretty good. So what were the six that you had? Uh, I had the IPWK, uh, which is obviously yeah, England. Yeah, IPWK, uh, right? Defiant, which used to be what culture wrestling? Also England. Also England. Uh, World Series Wrestling, which is a phenomenal uh, promotion in Australia. Wow. That's doing great things over there. I, I go over three months. They just I can't speak highly enough about what, what Adrian's doing there. Uh, and then uh, the Impact World yeah. title. I had the Impact Grand Championship. Yeah. And I had the uh, Defy title out of uh, the Northeast Seattle, Portland area. So this is like a worldwide uh, championship yeah. reign here. Yeah. And it was cool because, you know, again, it was like, oh, like, what a great idea. Like, I sat in my room, like, thinking up ideas and go, I know. I'll just go win all the belts. It's like the famous Bob Hawley uh, when he said to Brian Gortz, well, Bob Hawley's like, you never give me any good ideas. He's like, well, do you have any ideas? I got an idea. I win the world title. There's your idea. <laughs> so Austin Aries, uh, he's got a real good right idea. He wins the title from from us. Um, but I mean, that that is actually actually the funny one. I remember that I think Ultimate Dragon will put on nine yeah. titles. Yeah, I know. That's, right. that's, just, that's just ridiculous. There was, there, was, there was an attempt to, to have us face off WrestleMania oh. weekend in New oh, Orleans. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there was there was a thought That'd of trying to do match. that. You ever worked with Brian? No, I would have loved it. Yeah. Winner, winner take all the belts. That'd be a great oh match. My God. So, um, but when when you were at the peak of this, and just to be a little bit more, obviously you're not taking all the belts with you at all times. But yes. is this, you, you are. Yeah. So how's that going through the airports? Um, I'd say every every uh, average about every six weeks. Usually, airport security is called on me. No, uh, it's only it only happened a couple of times. Um, you know, it, it's it's okay. Like I just I travel so much. I know the procedures. I try to be proactive and help them. Take um, them out first. Well, or? yeah, because so like so. Here's a story. So they got rid of the bins at the pre-check now because you usually don't have to take anything out of your bags. You have to take out your. Laptop, laptop yeah, right, your like TSA that. pre-check. So you're yeah. good, right? You have to take your shoes off. You're good. So they just got rid of the bins altogether. But and now you know the, the few times they're going to pull everyone out. You know every belt out. And I told this one lady one day. I was like, "Ma'am, I said just I said I'm running a little behind." I said they're boarding my flight now. And then she kind of looked at me and kind of gave me one of those you know little head bobs uh, with her real long, <laughs> long curly fingernails that had jewels in them. Right. And um, proceeded to go through and unroll every piece of clothing and oh. feel it all. And I was like, "I mean, I mean come on, seriously, like, like, come on. you know, like it's TSA pre-check. Like I know, I know you got a two dollar an hour raise from when you're working down at Aunt Auntie's Pretzels last week, and now you feel like you're important. <laughs> but can we just get the show on the road here? Like, yeah, exactly. I've been, I've been pre checked yeah but uh so after that i just started taking them out so so i'll go to pre-check and i'll say hey can i have a bin please sir you don't need a bin i understand i'm just i i have some things in here you're probably gonna, sir you don't have to take anything out of your bag um, Alrighty, i'm just i'm just trying to help you <laughs> is this conversation <laughs> like listen like that's not a real badge that badge is such you call the people who have real badges can you just get me a bin you know like 
Um, so yeah, I've had I've had some experiences. You know, obviously it's way overweight for <laughs> for That's a carry on. Like, but nobody's nobody weighs your carry on. They did one day. Like, we got to weigh your carry on. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> when, when did you start doing that? Yeah, yeah. And then I had to like I had to plead with them. Like, listen, man, like I can't check these. So yeah. That's important. You can't check those. Which no, is the thing. and I don't want to do the D'Lo Brown where I have to wear it on the the plane. Ooh. I heard I heard when he was a European champion, they wanted to, they had to you know put it underneath the carriage because they couldn't fit the roller bags on. So I guess he had to pull the belt out and wear it. Ooh. See, I just think me with seven or six belts would be a little obnoxious. Where do you put them all? <laughs> One around each thigh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's always the way too. Like when, when, it, it never bothers me when you get checked like uh, with a with a title right. or like a lighted jacket, for example. Sure, it bothers me when you don't get checked. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if they're running this thing through there there's a big slab of metal sure the, the jacket's got wires a remote control batteries <laughs> metal that's what i want you to what, check yeah what do you right. what do you what do you, will you check if this is gonna but get no through? ethel's hit might not really be fake let's get her out of her <laughs> yeah, wheelchair and double triple check that that's one. right and that you half know? a bottle of water you yeah. gotta get rid of well, it it's not the water it's the large bottle it's in sir <laughs> you know you can't put two ounces of water in a 64 ounce bottle because we're i've, I've had this like conversation with tis i said well the bottle's big but there's two ounces of liquid in there right well, sir, it's too big to go through. So you're afraid of big bottles. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're afraid of, big bottles. Because so you can just look at me, they can't figure it out. I'm like, if I put this same amount of liquid from this big bottle into this magic plastic bag, now it's safe. <laughs> so it's obviously the big bottle that, that's the problem here. Well, because you might hit someone over the head with it and embarrass them. It could be, right? Bonk, yeah. bonk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Find out what you thought about working with uh, Pentagon. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Penta. What do we call him now? Penta Mierdo? Pen- Pentagon Junior. Pentagon Junior. Yeah. Um, I hear a lot about this guy, and I know that you dropped the Striz app to him, uh, and yeah. then uh, want it back. Yes. Uh, how was that? He's he, he seems like the kind of the up and coming big name that I hear a lot about. Yeah, I, you know, both him and, and and his brother Phoenix are. are oh, they're brothers. Yeah, they're okay. They're, they're, yeah, well, I mean, again, I lost the match. I'm, I mean, geez, can you stack the deck against me anymore? <laughs> like two masked guys, not even in the in, in my promotion, and they're brothers. Like even more. I mean, so, yeah, you listen, you had six titles. So you know what I'm saying? Down. I know. Okay, you I can got, afford to drop couple. one here. There. Okay. <laughs> That's why I unified the grand and, and the and the the world title because I had too many to carry. Yeah. But now, now that I'm like down to two, I might ununify them so that I just got take, to take, take care it, of the take extra it to the smelter and get them split. Yeah. Perfect. Welders uh, out there, give us a call. So, so both those guys, uh, I think they're great talent. I think it's, I think it's cool, is because they're both they're different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pentagon's not your prototypical cruiserweight in, in, in the way you'd think of him. Think more of a of a Laparca type. You know, he can fly, but but he's more. A presence. He's more of a presence. He's more the way he carries himself, and you know he's a little, a little bigger, a little stronger. Um, so he's not. And then, and then you know, Phoenix is the opposite. Like one of the top high flyers, top you know, luchador cruiserweight style workers mm-hmm. that that I've been in the ring with. And uh, so, and then obviously with those guys being brothers, I mean, there's a certain connection there. So, you know, I got I got the pleasure of just being kind of the third guy in there and let them. Yeah, let it was three way, right? Yeah, now. we did it. We did it WrestleMania weekend. And that was supposed to be a tag match that obviously got, you know, that kind of changed everything. And then uh, went so well that we said, well, let's just let's just do this again for, you know, for the title. And that was well received. And again, really showing 
the change philosophically and then also stylistically of, of where impact wrestling is going and now stylistically in more of a of a worker-based style or, or more like how do you mean yeah i i think you know i think that you know if, if you've watched the product uh in, in the last few months there's been an attention to letting the stories be told in the ring mm-hmm. um giving the time for the for the talent to do that and cutting out all the crap yeah you know yeah, and yeah. that way when you need the crap uh the, the crap will, will have its effect will but, float you know, better if you know exactly it's it's perfect. Our yeah, yeah perfect which <laughs> which you know bananas would do not help with actually too many of those will bind you up be careful with those um uh, I, I liked the the uh the presentation of those guys too and it was it was you know what i like about impact now is they've done a great job and i don't want to say anything bad about anybody but almost vetting out the people that were there too long um, if you're looking at impact like a like a territory, I thought it was good that Lashley left and EC3 left and uh, Masterpiece left because those guys have been around for so long. There's only so much you can do with them. Sure, having Austin come in and Penta and Phoenix and now Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards and all these guys that are kind of you know Tessa Blanchard and Sue Young that are yeah. that are the cornerstones of the company. We haven't seen them before, and I thought that when Impact was at its best is when you were first making your your way and Samoa Joe and AJ and sure. you know uh, Eric Young and all those guys. It's smart to just kind of clean the slate and start anew. Yeah, and and you know I'm a sports guy, and that's what a lot of times happens in sport, right. sports teams, right? They bring they bring a new ownership team in, and they want to bring their philosophy in. And I think to your point, not only not only talent wise, but I think that, and, and this is the one thing I keep stressing to people: go, oh, you know, TNA, LOL, you know, it's like. They did that behind the scenes. They've cleared out all the old regime there too, and all right. the old mindsets and the old thought processes. Because I wouldn't be there if they hadn't. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a new, it's really a new, it's a new place there, and it's got the it's got the structure that's and the foundation that was laid and the and the and the bones of the ship, so to speak. But we're all there now, and we're we're re- rebuilding this thing, and it's going to be great. And I think there's a lot of potential, and and I think people are starting to see it. And I'll tell you what, in the last year. And, I, and I've and I've been saying this recently. In the last year, I've been in every major outside of New Japan, which I've never been. You know, I don't know if you have any connections there, Chris. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind maybe going Give over there. Try. For, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that out there. Um, wonder they might know who I am over there. I think they do. It's been a while since I've been over there. So well, uh, but you you have six titles at one point, so they're going to keep an eye. Yeah, on and over that. there, like I'm, uh, I've, I'm like the champion of battle royals over. Really? There. No. Oh, I don't know. Well, you could be. I could be, though. We could be telling people that you are, and they I, would never know. This is true. Or even better, we tell people in Japan that you're the champion of Battle Royals here. Here, and to and get now, me booked in Battle Royals Exactly. There. Watch out. You know? like genius. Like, yeah, we, we got it booked right too bad, here. Too bad everyone heard this. Now Now it's all out in the open. We'll, we'll edit it all out. Okay, don't worry about perfect. it. It's on the cutting room floor. But, uh, so I've been in, like, almost every major locker room, and, and a bunch of, you know, of, of the you know smaller ones around the country, and you know, mid-majors, right? Um mm-hmm. I think right now that Impact Wrestling is the most fun place to work. I think it, I think it's it's the place I look forward to going. I think mm, it's right the on. best locker room. I think that you know, and 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 I'll say, and and what what World Series Wrestling is doing is in Australia. I think also I want to tip my cap to that. Adrian Manera has, has run a uh, probably the most professional tour that I've been on uh, in my in my career from logistics to just everything. You know, the, right? And uh, the the accommodations, the way he's marketed the shows over there, we've. You know, we just had a show. Uh, we just, I just got back from this tour, but the one previously, we we actually had the ROH Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, teaming up with myself. 
uh, the, the Impact World Champion, mm. taking on the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull. Wow. And right, like nobody else could. And, and I'll say, I booked that match, okay? <laughs> like, I got my hands in a lot of cookie jars. Yeah. I, I, I've been joking, and, and some of my friends have been joking, I should really nominate myself for Booker of the Year. Because <laughs> if you really knew all the things I've been doing since, like, say, January and all these different promotions, and it's basically been all at my device, mm-hmm. um, I'd put my booking uh, up there against almost anybody's. Uh, See, but I, that's smart, though, because, like, once again, you're kind of in control of your destiny in that case. Yeah, but but again, but but when I say that, I don't say it's just for me. See, that's the thing. A lot of guys go, well, I'm the best, or this guy's the best. To me, you're the best when you can make other people the best. Of course. And, and when you raise other people up. And I like to think that what I've been doing with this whole bell collector thing, listen, of course, it's given me something that, again, it wasn't the plan, but it happened, and I ran with it. But once Impact Wrestling and that platform I came in there became that champion, this became a whole nother thing of of really for these promotions, giving them a platform of like, have you ever heard of World Series wrestling in Never. Australia? But you see their title on television. Yeah. And I'm going to check that out. What you 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 won that title from Ricochet, right? The one that's now in NXT. I got to see that match. You know, uh, I I you know IPW UK and Defiant. You know, bringing those titles and the visibility. That's why I carried them everywhere. That's why I put them on the television. That's why I make sure when I go and and do a deal with. Uh, MLW that it's like yeah I'm coming out with these titles that's part of the deal it's to help these other promotions because that's where wrestling's at now we can all help each other mm-hmm. we don't all have to build the same sandcastle but we don't have to go around kicking over other people's sandcastles either you know and so I think that's the cool thing and, and so for me it's about that it's you know I never worry about me being over I, I, you got I, it. I, I got it I got yeah. it figured out yeah, yeah. it's what what can now use that well, it's the same thing people, that, right? that Will Ospreay is doing and moving to Australia to try and build up that country's you know sure. scene yeah. I mean then that's it's, it's so interesting to me the where where the business has changed even from let's say when i started in WWE in 2000 till now i mean it really is this whole other like if you're okay WWE is WWE, it's on its own but even they're starting to open the doors to progress in all these different places and then mm-hmm. all the other companies that are all doing well are also joining forces it's going back to the way things were almost in the 70s and, sure. and early 80s before Vince took the whole world over and that companies do work together and guys can travel right. from place to place to place and make a good living. Yeah, and it's going to come to a point if you're if you're the company who doesn't allow that, you're going to be in the minority yeah. and it's going to hurt your business. Be stuck out, yeah. yeah. What do you think uh, some of the things that Impact needs to do to get more uh, more people to understand that this is a whole new world and maybe give it a, a, a reboot checkout again? Uh, well, you know, I think if they could get, uh, you know, Austin Aries Chris Jericho match, and uh, I'm one of their. You never know, hey man, hey man. But I mean, I'm sure that would bring some visibility. But uh, no, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's stay the course. You know, I think I think the big thing that's plagued him is there's been so many different. You know, oh, it's going to be different now, or we got this new this sure, new thing here. Sure. Now this person's in charge. Just stay the course. They've got a good game plan. They've got the right guys in the right spots, and that including the talent and the guys that are leading the locker room and and the energy and the tone there, and then what we're trying to do behind the scenes, what we're trying to do working unilaterally with different promotions, and and you know for the benefit of everybody. I think just stay that course. Like I think time, it's just time, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't undo a decade worth of what people think something is, you know, and you undo it in in ten months. I tell people that all the time with with their their health and their wellness and their and their diet. It's like you don't get unhealthy and, and get 40 pounds right. overweight and and over the last 30 years of your life and then in three months because you decide to start eating some kale, it's gone. You mm-hmm. know, it'd be nice if it worked that way, but it doesn't. So mm-hmm. just stay the course, take your time, 
don't do any of the things that I think have, have hampered that company, which is throwing big money at people because of what they've done other places. You know, you, you might get a couple of those people in the right people in the right spots. But as you said earlier, build, build your own guys because people enjoy watching the growth and, and that journey of, of those guys and get behind those guys. And we've got a lot of talented men and women there. And we have a great open landscape of guys who want to work together and create something. And so for me right now, I'm, I just want to be that kind of that uh, that rock in, 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 in the center, the, the, the kind of anchor. Um, and, and then, you know, allow the opportunity for, for one of these talents to kind of step up and, and become the next AJ, the next Joe, the next Austin Aries. Mm-hmm. So just as we wind down here, what is your plans now? You you mentioned earlier that you didn't sign a contract. Do you yeah. have a contract with anybody? I have an agreement with Impact Wrestling. Gotcha. Obviously, they're, they're not stupid. They're protecting their assets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, They need to know who's going to be there next week. Of course, week. Yeah. of course. And, and it's funny when, when people uh, think the contrary just because I don't have a, a prototypical contract. And I don't have a contract that restricts me from wrestling anywhere. Hey, I, I, I could show up at WWE tomorrow because my contract doesn't say I couldn't. No, they probably wouldn't have me for, mm-hmm. for, for their own reasons. But nothing in my contract contract restricts me from from doing anything and, and and I think that's cool and I think that that shows I'm there because I want to be there not because I'm forced to be there because I can't leave mm-hmm. you know and so uh, that allows me to do things with Ring of Honor uh, it allows me also and and I don't want to tip my hand too much and I don't want to jinx anything but I've got my hands in something right now with a uh, a major television network and uh, nice. on, the, on the ground floor and, and very much a part of the process. And um, we're, we're in the final stages uh, before we announce anything. Again, I don't know when this is going to air. So, uh, But again, if I didn't have that type of deal, I, I want to be able to take this opportunity to, to maybe create even a crazier landscape than we're already in, you know, to, to maybe put another promotion on, on national television and, and to be a guy that can be, again, I was just on Ring of Honor television and Impact television on the same week wrestling for two different titles and two different promotions. Mm-hmm. Like that's that hasn't been done and that's cool because it just what I see is wrestling fans are excited because they don't they oh, don't yeah. they don't have to be feel like they have to be divided and, and choose anymore. Like they can just love wrestling across the board. And I think that's the one thing, hey WWE fans like give wrestling outside of WWE a chance and, and we don't have to uh you know, this this whole mentality, and I think it's something we're all raised in, right? This whole we all gotta pick our team and stick to it. We put our colors on and we and we root for them unquestionably, even even if they do bad things. You mm-hmm. know, again, if you're if you're a New England's Patriots fan, they didn't cheat. I got you. Right. <laughs> it's cool, right? And we all and we all excuse our we all excuse our team for whatever they do. We excuse our country for the things that they have it has done mm-hmm. historically, right? Because it's our team. But I think, you know, in this in this new day new day and age where where the world's shrunken so much, and really at the end of the day, we all want the same basic things. We want to be happy. We want to be Loved. We want to be happy. We want to be comfortable. You know that this this having to pick a side or having to pick a color or pick a team. I think we can move beyond that. We can you know we can we can uh, you know maybe evolve a little bit and and we can support the things that we love instead of having to pile on the things that we hate. And 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 just because you're a huge fan of WWE doesn't mean that you have to hate anything that's not. And just because you're a huge fan of pro wrestling doesn't mean you have to just hate anything that's WWE. Like. You know, everyone can appreciate and respect everyone's opinion on what they enjoy and support the things you love instead of bashing the things that you hate. Well, and I think, like you said, one of the things why I started even considering going to New Japan was because how cool will this be for, for the wrestling world? You know, Jericho versus Omega and kind of a mixed promotion type thing. And it makes it exciting. And I think now 
the business is healthier than maybe it's ever been because it's not just the monopoly. Obviously, WWE's the healthiest with all sure. the money they just made, but there's money, and I'm telling you from experience from this year, as are you, you can make some really good money outside of WWE for very minimal dates. Absolutely. And that just gives more power back to the boys. Yep. And I think now more than ever, with all the money that's around there, this is a chance for the guys to really kind of up their yearly annual pay because now you're not worried about going to Poughkeepsie for 500 bucks. Sure. You know, now it's a whole different world and landscape right. around that. And that's because of the choices and the freedom that we have as performers. And, and I also think it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give the opportunity, the landscape right now to me, if there's ever been an opportunity to revisit the way that we've structured this whole business model between independent contractors and employees and the way that wrestlers have been classified forever, maybe it's now. You know, mm -hmm. maybe there's an option again. I see that, you know, if I'm not mistaken, WWE's trying to put their hat in for Emmys, mm -hmm. right? right? Which is great. Sure. Shouldn't every man and woman on that show be sagging after it? That's what I'm saying. If you you're know, I mean, start, we are. We're, yeah. we're actors. We're actresses. We're our own stuntmen. Um, we're all sagging after it. Yeah. And, and so, like, if you want to get the recognition for being what you are, then the actors and actresses and stuntmen and stuntwomen who put their lives on the line should absolutely be getting that credit, too. And I think with this landscape changing, and as you said, some of the power going back to the, the talent... It's creating an opportunity for maybe for us to have that conversation to go, well, wait a second. There's a different way we can do this. And I think that's what Impact's trying to do is just, hey, we have an opportunity to change the business model and how we have relationships with businesses because the landscape's different now. And you don't need one person's, you know, network television show to right, raise your to brand. Make it work, yeah. And so with not needing that, it's it's kind of changed things. No, it has. Mm -hmm. And it's good. It's good for, for all of us. Um, last question. Uh, what's the, your favorite match that you've had since you've left WWE? My favorite match I've had since I've left WWE actually just took place in Australia. I made history. I'm sorry. I gave, I gave a straight face. <laughs> you should see I the look on your face match. right now, man. Oh, man. You look insane. It was, I've had some beautiful matches since I've left. <laughs> some of the most fun matches of my life. Um, I had a match. I've had a bunch. Uh, <laughs> I had a match in Chile recently where I wrestled Loki. Uh -huh. And whenever I say I wrestled Loki, people automatically make a face like, ooh, I hope it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I tell you that um, we opened the match and we, we, we Collar Neville locked up um, for close to 10 minutes around the whole arena. Um, <laughs> because up to this point, everyone was killing themselves. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely killing themselves. <laughs> and uh, the only time the crowd had really reacted that night was when there was a women's three-way and two of the women like rolled in the ring and they stopped for a second. And the crowd went, ooh. <laughs> and I looked at Loki, I said, I got our first 10 minutes, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. And he just looked at me. So I tell you, we locked up and we rolled to the mat and out of the <laughs> ring and around ringside and over the guardrail and through the crowd and up on, it was, a, it was at a club and on couches and up on the table and through the people there and back through ringside and then finally back into the ring. And we got up and we finally broke it and we looked at each other and the whole crowd stood and started chanting, this is awesome. And he looked at me, he just shook his head and I just, I just smirked and I went, yep, that's working, boy. <laughs> that's and called so, veteran that's, uh, yeah. experienced work. So it's been stuff like that, man. I, what I see now in the wrestling industry is I see a lot of attention and a lot of effort being put in how to feed the food to people. Mm -hmm. How I'm going to feed you the food and stuff the food in your mouth. I'm taking all my effort and time in and in, in setting sitting you down at my table, bring the nice cloth napkin and draping it down there, pouring your glass of water. Mm -hmm. 
waving the bread and you know smell that bread it's gonna, you know what i'm saying like I, i'm gonna wine and dine but i'm gonna romance you first mm-hmm. i'm not just start stuffing food in your mouth and i see <laughs> lots of people just bending over you know just stuffing food in their mouth and, and i'm taking my time of doing all the things so that by the time you taste that first little bite of that appetizer it's the best thing you ever tasted <laughs> and so so that's where my mind's at right now and, and to that point i just made history in australia and i'll just share this real quick this story's gonna gonna take probably 10 times longer than the actual match did um i uh I, I actually defended the Impact World title three times in a row uh, mm-hmm. on the second night. I lost I lost the title the first night to Brian Cage, the, the World Series wrestling title to Brian Cage in a three-way. was not pinned. Uh, so the second night, uh, to overcompensate, as I usually do, um, I, I started the show by defending the Impact World title three times. Uh, the first two times against two unsuspecting students who were ringside who I decided were earned the opportunity for the world title shot <laughs> and those matches uh, lasted about maybe 15 20 seconds right but to top that the, the last match was against uh, adam page so we had an impact world title match in australia against adam page i think that's kind of cool that's very cool new um, japan ring of honor yeah, yeah yeah and then we both split our eyebrows open and then i almost glued my eyes shut which we'll have to save that story <laughs> jimmy havoc almost glued my eyes shut <laughs> but uh so so real quick i defended the title i did the same deal i said i'm gonna defend all three of my titles right here right now i want to make history and also i've been hearing how women want to be in the main event and you know what i agree like i'm I'm a big fan of true equality across the board right not where you cherry pick it but just true equality so to make history i defended all three of my titles against a female competitor and of course when i announced it was going to be a female competitor a lot of the great names were being shouted out you know like fabulous moolah <laughs> and, and Debbie Combs, uh, uh, Iron Maiden, Leelani Kai, Velvet McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. But but there was one there was one girl ringside who I remember from my seminar back in November named Belle. And I said, "Hey Belle, I said, how many matches do you have now?" She said, four. <laughs> I said, "Well, Belle, it sounds to me like you're ready for a shot at all my belts." <laughs> so uh, we got in the ring, and th- the crowd you could feel their cautious optimism as as you know you could hear in the crowd, "Come on, Belle, you can do it." And they were they were feeling like she's she's gonna do something right. She's got some she's got some some spark. She's gonna show some life. And they were so optimistic. And we went to lock up, and I just went behind her and tossed her down like a piece of garbage and spun on her back and snatched her in my last chancery. And she tapped out. And it was about three seconds. And I grabbed my titles and See you later, buddy. Yeah. And that was it. And I couldn't have sucked one more ounce of wind out of that place. It was <laughs> it was beautiful. It was everything I wanted it to be. Right. Uh, because then right after that, the local kid Robbie Eagles came out and ruined my parade. And later that night in the main event tag match, he surprised the champion and he actually pinned me. So now he's got himself a title shot. Next time I think we're but in it's Australia. It's all part of the story that you tell. It's all part yeah. of the story. So I, you know, but yeah, so like, and it was, it was a lot of fun because again, at the end, they all went home happy. And that's the most important thing. And that's the most important thing. I think we're going to send people home happy today. I think so. I'm happy. I'm happy. I've got three bananas with your face on Uh, it. Here's four. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to Impact World Champion Austin Aries. And let's see if the belt collector retains his title against Johnny Impact at the Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory pay-per-view this Sunday coming from the sold-out venue in New York. You can check that out wherever you order pay-per-views or you can stream it on the Fight TV app. Got a big announcement, by the way, uh, regarding Fight TV, and that's going to come tomorrow for you regarding Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager, uh, which is very apropos because Johnny Impact will also be on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, or as Marty Skrull called him, will his name be Johnny Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea? I don't know. We're less than three weeks away with less than 25 cabins left. There's still a few left. There's some high-priced ones. There's a couple uh, lower-priced ones. But if you want to go, do not miss this, man. Join us now and be a part of history, and you can do that uh, by going to ChrisJerichoCruise.com. 
I don't want you to miss any of this. There's going to be the huge main event, the one that everyone's talking about, the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club. It's the Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2 Jackson, Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks versus the Bullet Club, Kenny Omega, Cody, and Marty Skrull. Huge. You're not going to see that anywhere else other than Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager. Also, Impact versus Ring of Honor matches featuring the uh, No Rules deck fight, which should be pretty violent, between Marty Skrull and Sammy Callahan. You've also got uh, the 10-man elimination tag team war, which is Brian Cage, LAX, Sammy Callahan, Johnny Impact versus the Bullet Club, Cody, uh, Marty Skrull, Adam Page, and the Young Bucks. Then you've also got the dream match of the LAX versus Young Bucks cra uh, crazy tag match. Also, four-corner survival match. Kenny King versus Frankie Kazarian versus Dalton Cathel, Castle versus Jay Lethal. Uh, Cody versus Delirious, a match chosen by Cody himself. Um, like we said, so many other great matches going on there. The Sea of Honor tournament is going to be on there as well. The winner gets a Ring of Honor World Championship title shot. Bracket A, Jay Lethal versus BJ Whitmer. Christopher Daniels versus Delirious. Marty versus Rhett Titus. Silas Young versus Flip Gordon. Bracket B, Mark Briscoe versus Ferrara. Uh, Adam Page versus Kazarian, Cheeseburger versus the Beer City Bruiser, Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King, Women of Honor, Brandy Rhodes, Mandy Leon, Sumi Sakai, Jenny Rose. Jenny Rose is going to be challenging James Ellsworth for the intergender championship that he's got. How about Live Talk as Jericho's with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Remembering Eddie Guerrero with Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr. and DDP. Uh, the entire Bullet Club is doing a talk as Jericho. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler not only doing their own Live with Jerry and the King on the ship, also doing talk is Jericho Mick Foley doing his uh, 20 years of hell stand-up show keeping it at 100 versus killing the town of course we're talking about Conan Shane Helms and Disco Inferno versus Paul Lazenby Don Callis Cyrus and a special guest mystery third member of keep of killing the town so much stuff going on like I said man we've got a key uh about beyond the darkness telling some scary tales they're going to try and raise a UFO from the bottom of the ocean a uh, Colt Cabana Marty DeRosa doing the unprofessional wrestling show and also doing stand-up uh, Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca is going to be there. Brad Williams doing stand-up. Craig Gass, Silent Q from the Impactable Jokers. And then there's the music. Oh, the music live. Fozzie playing three sets, including one all cover songs and obscurities. Uh, Corey Taylor, Slipknot will be playing. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. King will be there. If you go to my Instagram page, Chris Jericho Fozzie, you'll see hilarious uh, Tony from King playing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Telling people, come on, go on the cruise. Buy your tickets now. Uh, Dave Spivak Project. Speewee's been on here many, many times. His new video, Cold Empty Streets, available on YouTube now. Go check that out. Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy cover band. Shoot the Thrill, the world's best female ACDC cover band. They're going to be on Talk is Jericho very soon. So much stuff going on. Uh, uh, Noel Foley, uh, 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 Melissa Santos, uh, SoCal Val. I mean, come on, Pat Patterson, karaoke with Pat Patterson. What more do you want, guys? You need to be a part of history. You still got some time left. I know it's a little bit impulsive. I mean, three weeks, that's not a lot of time. That's still plenty of time to be a part of history. There are still some cabins left for you uh, at any uh, price level, but there's not many. This is not a shill. We've got less than 25 cabins left. I just don't want you to be missing out. I don't want you to be that nerd that wakes up and goes, wow, I wish I would have went. How was it? Oh, it was awesome. It was great. You should have went. Yeah, you should have went. You can go. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Come join the fun. And speaking of fun on Friday, we got a big one. It's the return of Slash from Guns N' Roses here on Talk is Jericho. And this time he's talking all about the Guns N' Roses reunion, what it's been like, what the future plans may include, and talking about the new Conspirators album, Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Uh, it's called Living the Dream. And of course... 
We talk paleontology. You know how much we love our dinosaurs. You're not going to get that on any other Slash interview. Always great to have the legit Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, and one of my favorite people in the world. Slash is back to talk as Jericho on Friday. And I'll tell you what, is if that's not enough, our 500th episode is on Wednesday. Slash was going to be the 500th guest, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, until I got another Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and decided that I'll put him on again. One of my favorite people on the planet, one of my heroes. It is, well, you're just going to have to wait and see. Episode 500 on Wednesday, but first, Friday, Slash returns to talk as Jericho on episode 499. You guys have a great week. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. Yeah, boy! Don't you lose those bananas.